We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2023 Genesis Invitational Picks. Research, preview, guess the odds, the course flyover and breakdown. Got it all here for you. So smash the like to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, and download the audio podcast. If you're listening to the audio podcast and you want the visuals that go along with this, go over to YouTube, Mayo Media Network. Easy stuff. And sub over there as well. We'll make it a trade. The YouTube viewers, you go over to the audio podcast, subscribe, audio podcast people, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you very much. The walkthrough today is presented by FantasyNational.com. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo gets you 20% off. And get this, the Listeners League is now open. They did not make it bigger after it filled very quickly last week for Phoenix. So there's still only 3,000 spots. I'm guessing it's probably going to be full by mid-Tuesday, maybe Tuesday evening, maybe even sooner than that at this point. So go reserve your spot right now down in the comment section or description. Boom, get in there. Three max entry, $15 to play. No rake, thus making it the best tournament on DraftKings. Flat payouts, 5K to first. Easy stuff. Not to win, to join. Joining, very easy. Winning it, trust me, I played it, what, seven years now? I've won it once. 
I mean, it's still probably a pretty good ratio for me, but for you out there, uh, maybe you can jump in for the first time ever and win at the Genesis Invitational. The quick things that you need to know, one, Tiger Woods is playing. That's fantastic news. He's the only odd up on the board at DraftKingsSportsBook.com right now as well. So we'll guess the odds at the end of the show. Tiger currently 100-1 to 1 to win at Riviera CC this week. And he's not probably going to win. He, w he couldn't even win this event at this course when he was in his prime. It might be a bit challenging for Tiger, who hasn't been playing at all and has plantar fasciitis to deal with the elevation changes at Riviera. More on that when we get to the scorecard, where it doesn't look overly daunting with the size of the course, but at the same time, maybe that can be a little bit misleading with five or three really short par fives, one really short, short par four, a lot of elevation swings, plays a lot longer than maybe the scorecard would say. The field is bigger this year. It wasn't invitational, it still is, but it was 120 players, much like the Heritage and API and Memorial, but because this is an elevated event now, it's 136 players fighting for $20 million in the prize pool, $3.6 million to the winner, just like in Phoenix, so we have another super field on our hands this time around. Back-to-back -back weeks of two of the best tournaments of the year. Uh, quick note, too, the 2028 Olympics, the golf event, will be held at Riviera. So you know, maybe we'll get Riviera twice in one year in 2028, if the year 2028 actually ends up coming around. Who knows when it comes to that? Let's get to the course flyover right now. Riviera CC, you probably know it by now, par 71, 7,322 yards, pure Poa Green, Kikuya grass in the rough, and you're going to be pretty worn out by the phrase Kikuya by the time the CBS gets their grubby mitts off this event because it's going to be said 3,000 times per broadcast. Catches the club, by the way, in case that you didn't know. The average length of the par threes are 198 yards. There are three over 190 yards. The first hole at Riviera, the par five, is the second easiest par five on the PGA Tour. It has the second most eagles generated at it of any hole on tour, uh, that's after number nine at Wiley at the Sony Open. As mentioned, it's a $20 million prize pool, 136 players in it this year. And this isn't going to be overly relevant this time around, but this, there is a very clear bias towards left-handed players at this course. When Mike Weir has a win here and at Augusta National, it's much like Augusta National in that way. But really, what you want to be targeting this week are guys that absolutely bomb the ball and guys that have played well at Quail Hollow in their careers. So you have Max Homa, JB Holmes, and James Han with victories at both of the locations. And then when you look back at the past five years and take a look at the top earners in terms of stroke skiing total of the past five Genesis, Justin Thomas is number one. Ricky Fowler is number five. That's even through a downturn in Ricky's career. And he's still number five in total strokes gained over the past five years. Both of those players have also won at Quail Hollow in their career. Obviously, Justin Thomas did it when it was a, what was it? It was the PGA Championship 2017 when he ended up winning. Like I mentioned, it doesn't seem that long on paper, but you have the micro par four, one of the best par fours on the PGA Tour, number 10. And after you take out the par fives and that mini par four, you have seven par fours measuring over 450 yards, all of which play over par on an annual basis. You're going to be hard find to press a hard press to find a course featuring more approach shots from 175 and beyond, so that's going to be one of the key ranges this week. Uh, the drivable number 10 is just to kind of break it down a little bit. It's 
how a par short par four risk reward should actually go. And lately, over like the past five years or so, it's been more risk than reward at all. It's been the second toughest par four under 350 yards on tour the past decade. And it's a legitimate conundrum. And a lot of it has to do where the pin placement is going to be. If the pin is at the back, you can lay up a little bit and then you can actually take a longer, I mean, probably not even a full like gap wedge, but at least a half gap wedge. If you go for it, you can find yourself chipping on and then absolutely missing it. It's funny. You have to figure this out with green regulation percentage inside 75 yards on the par 4 10th hole is so short. Since 2012, there have been 3,385 attempts from inside 75 yards on the par 4. Of these attempts, 62% of players hit the green in regulation. The field only manages to scramble for par at a 52% clip of the time when the flagstick is on the back right of the green. Essentially, if you're going to miss while going for the green, you want to miss left. Uh, although you might get stuck behind a tree, but then you can just play it out like Max Homa did the year that he ended up winning in the playoff against Tony Finau. Uh, it's just funny because it's another advantage, like there's a little minute advantage that lefties had and hard draw players have. Uh, one in three players who miss right of the green make bogey or worse. So uh, you want to be going right to left on this hole. Uh, shorter hitters with longer irons can contend at Riviera. It's just a higher degree of difficulty. The fairways are super difficult to hit around a 55% clip, and the rough is generally short in, like, spots, so bombers are the path of least resistance. Like, just go look back at the past winners, and we really jump into it. Scott, J.B. Holmes, Bubba Watson three times, Dustin Johnson. Like, these are guys that all mash it off the tee. Even Max Homa mashes it off the tee. Approach means way more than driving, as it does at most places, but you still want to be in the positive, almost across the board, tee to green. But Riviera is one of the weirder green complexes on the PGA Tour. There's a lot of learned experience at this course when it comes to both chipping and putting. So it's a lot like Pebble in that way. Pebble, you need to know the contours of the green, know where to miss to be able to get it up and down. Augusta, again, you know, is basically the comp course outside of Quail Hollow for Riviera CC. And maybe that has a lot to do with that this tournament has been drawing the top of the top players in the world. So you put all the top players in the world in a tournament and, you know, there's like three guys that end up winning it bunch of these however it's the lag putting that really comes into play that's why Bubba had so much success here over the years why he's won twice at Augusta as well unlike Pebble where Pebble has these really tiny POA greens Rivieras are like an average of 6,500 square feet so knowing how to actually ride those contours, understanding the speed, because the pebble greens are super slow. These ones are super fast. So just searching POA, we'll do that a little bit later on in the show, might not be the best way to go about it, because a lot of the time, POA greens aren't necessarily the fastest out there. You'd want to turn on the fast and lightning filter to actually get Riviera, or we'll just look at Riviera. Standard overall POA may not be the way to go with this, because you know, with the Fortnite and or at Silverado and what Pebble have is not necessarily what Riviera has. So it's a lot of a different stuff like that. But green and regulation percentage, way down. So you're going to have to understand and be capable of chipping around the green. That's something we'll also look at on a per-round basis as it comes to Riviera. Driving accuracy, one of the lowest on the PGA Tour, only 54%. Riviera's ranked inside the top 10 of toughest greens and regulation to hit, 11 of the past 12 
seasons. And a week, it's funny, with Phoenix having just been played, it's one of the easiest courses on tour to make putts from inside 10 feet. Riviera historically ranks as the toughest course from putting under five feet. So just because you see, oh, shot two to three feet doesn't mean your guy's going to make it because uh, we've seen a lot of rough goes. And that's kind of common for POA courses in general, be it Pebble, Torrey Pines South, whatever it might be. Those ones all rank very highly. Just the bumpy greens, your ball turns the wrong way and boom, you're not always at the best spot. So let's jump over and take a look at FantasyNational.com and try to parse through what we see from the course. Uh, as you can see, the scorecard up on the screen right now. Uh, the first hole, you have the easiest one on the course, 6.4% eagle rate. Uh, the only other one that you can really get, oh, it's funny because you can get to number 17 as well. That one's up on a box a little bit, you know, an eagle rate below 1%, a birdie rate below 30%. It's not an easy hole whatsoever. At least number 11 gives you a little bit of an out. Uh, in terms of DraftKings, Scoring this week, it's a very minuscule advantage to start on the front because the best way really to get through is to go 9, 10, and 11. You could say it was, but just 18 is so hard to birdie at only a 9% birdie rate. Uh, you see, I mean, that's for hole number 18. Hole number 9 is around 11. So it's a little bit of an advantage. I don't think it matters really either way. Uh, BC hole, the hardest hole on the course is number 12. Number 15 is after that. Number 18 is the fourth hardest. Uh, and those are all the par fours. Again, just when you take a sort by everything you see, for starting hole number 9, 13, 2, 18, 12, and 15 are all between 450 and 500 yards. All of them are some of the hardest holes on the course. None of them play under par. But what I was talking about before about uh, just complete sort of balance, you're going to need to have a pretty good putting week. But you know, on average, the top five finishers average about a stroke per round on the greens, over a stroke per round on approach off the tee, about you know four-tenths of a stroke gained and then it's around about the same for around the green so you do need to be capable in all areas ball striking slightly outweighs short game uh, you're gonna have to make do on your power fives but power fours are in that key power four range is really where you're gonna need to be going now this is the big one when I mentioned that most of your shots are going to come from 175 to 200, 200 plus, you do see a bigger range at 150 to, that's where the plurality comes from, 150 to 175, 27% of approach shots come from that range. But when you see 23% and 23% from 175 to 200 bucket, 200 plus, you know, the majority, actually, I guess it's a slight plurality, an almost majority come from that range. Uh, the historic cut line, plus one last year, plus one the year before, plus plus two, plus one, plus three, plus one, plus one. It hasn't been under par ever, I guess. It was even in 2009 and even in 2004. So uh, you're going to need your guys to rally and hold on. Par saving and you know, three-putt avoidance are huge here. You see the greens and regulation percentage, that's way down. Driving accuracy, way down. Scrambling, a little bit higher, uh, probably because of the large propensity to actually miss greens and regulation. You just get a lot of scrambling attempts. Don't expect uh, some super low scores. The, the most common score per round is 71. More three-putts than your average tour event. Driving distance a little bit down versus your average event and proximity to the hole with the larger greens is going to be uh, a little bit elevated as well. So we should probably talk about the field because it is a tremendous field. As mentioned, Tiger Woods opens at 100 to 1. You probably throw another zero on that and then you got my attention. Although I have, look, I have made 
a folly of not backing Tiger since his return. I really, I think I bet him once, and I think he was horrible that one time, but he's won the Masters, he's won the Zozo, he's won the Tour Championship at Eastlake. He's actually had some moments, but this just does not feel like one at the moment. So over the past 50 rounds, just straight up, this is a field that has Rory and Scheffler and Rom, Xander, JT, Homa and Finau, Cantley, Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Sungjae, Tom Kim, Fitz, Spieth, Will Z, Cam Young, Sam Burns, Decky, and that and we're not even into the second tier. I mean, Justin Rose just won. Taylor Montgomery is having a fantastic year. Not so great in Phoenix, but uh, I digress. He's still having a very good year. You have your Taylor Moores and Mav McNeely's. We'll see about Mav McNeely. He's withdrawn now from the past two events. I don't know if he's going to get himself up to play at Riviera this week. You have Fleetwood. You have Norin. Siwoo. Uh, who else is playing? Thigala is going to be in the field. Hatton, maybe he can name. I'm filming this at the very beginning of round three of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. The People's Open. And listen, Scheffler's starting to run away with it, it looks like. I'm hoping Sam Burns can shoot like 13 under today and give himself a shot. But it's not looking great for any of my bets at the moment. Hopefully uh, the one and done that we landed on on Wednesday show with Tambo and Scotty Scheffler. If you know, my guys can't win the outright bet, that's where I would prefer that all of that $3.6 million go to would be at the top to him. So let's take a look at the tournament history. The past, Last year, Neiman won wire-to-wire winner. Uh, but obviously he's on live now, so he ain't playing. Morikawa and Cam Young tied for second. Hovland and Scott tied for fourth. Then you have Justin Thomas, Matt McNeely, Scotty Scheffler, Max Homa, Rory, and Shez Reavy all rounded out the top 10. The year before that, Homa wins at minus 12. Minus 9, it had been down. It was Homa at minus 12, Scott at minus 11, J.B. Holmes at minus 14. That's when they played 36 holes on Sunday. Thomas had the big lead. Holmes ended up coming back and winning that event. But 12, 11, and 14, Neiman just obliterated the field last year he was minus 19 and that was so 12 11 14 12 dustin was minus 17 in 2017 so if you get to minus 12 minus 13 you're probably going to be a winner at this course we'll try to find some other guys who rounded up remember sam burns in 2021 actually i think he had the lead at the turn going into the back and uh, it was not good for sam burns i think he shanked it at a bounds on 10 or 11 and that was just kind of the end of sam burns but now he's a four-time winner on the PGA Tour, and that was back before he had ever won an event, so maybe he can deal with the nerves a little bit better. Hovland, Rom, Fitz. If, I mean, this is back before Fitz really gained all that extra distance, and you still have Francesco Molinari up there as well, Alex Noren. Again, some of those shorter hitters with good long irons and pretty good on the greens. I mean, Molinari's hit or miss, but he's generally played well historically on Poe and at these courses. We just know how good his long irons were. That's when he was, I mean, this wasn't even at the peak of his powers, but that had always been such a critical part of his game over the years was that 175 and beyond. So we're going to take a look at that key range as well. We'll go 150 to 175, 175 to 200 to see who falls in there. Will Zalatoris at T26 and T15, the past two, he took a skip on Phoenix, which did he, did he take a skip on Phoenix or was he just never in it? Yeah, I think he skipped Phoenix. I don't know why he skipped Phoenix. It's kind of weird, right? Strange, strange, weird, wild stuff. 2020, as mentioned, Adam Scott was the winner. This was a bizarre year because you had Kucher short hitter, Damon short hitter, Reavy short hitter, J- James Hahn just, he's won this event too. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, KH Lee, another guy who's a bit of a short hitter. So that was a bit of a weird year. That was the highest score outside of the James Hahn minus six year, which was weather ravage. It was him, DJ, and Sergio and Casey coming down the stretch that year in 2015. But this was a minus 11 winning year. You can see JB Holmes. 
Uh, Thomas, Siwu, Rory, Adam Scott. Adam Scott's had some nice run at this tournament, but when you look the past five years, just uh, Adam Scott has been the best at this event, followed by Finau, Xander Shoffley, Max Homa, and Patrick Cantlay. Those are your top five in most strokes gained over the past five tournaments. That's pretty good for Max Homa, considering he didn't even play in 2018. But 10th, 1st, and 5th in his past three starts. You also have a really nice run for Rom. I mean, that's basically anywhere. Justin Thomas has three top 10s and two missed cuts. Hovland's finished top five in both his appearances. Something's got to give this week, although Hovland is a very... I mean, listen, Victor Hovland's never going to be sneaky by any any thought that's never going to happen but you might be able to get some decent odds on him especially if he doesn't finish out super well in phoenix at least that's where i would be looking at this week is sort of a first look for someone deeper down the board we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Guess it's time to talk about what we're going to do with the stats and the modeling this week. Let's shrink this size down to past 36 rounds and see what I got cooking for the model. We'll let the past 36 rounds load themselves in and go to custom stat model. What we got for Zachriv. Do I have it under Riviera or Genesis? I think it's been called so many things that I just put it into Riviera. No notes about this, but I have ball striking at 30%. Approach at 15%, around the green at 15%, 450 to 500 par fours, 10%, driving distance, 15%. I did take a look at opportunities gains. It's weighted at zero, but I want to see it on the screen 
when I get to it. And I had proximity ranges of 150 to 175, 175 to 200, 200 plus, all at 5%, strokes game putting at 5%. I could probably lose something out of here. I think I'm going to drop around the green because, like I said, it's very selective, the around the green. This might be a really good week for a mixed condition model where you bake in some POA and Riviera stats to go along with everything uh, per usual. And I'm going to... I'm going to increase, let's see here. What do I want to increase? I'm going to increase approach by 5% to really just overweight what we're doing on approach. Load that in for the past 36 rounds and see what we got cooking. Just off the top of my head, Kevin Tway is a name that I'm throwing out there. He'll probably be one of my scrubbier plays of the week if he's in the field. I have no idea if he's playing or not. But he's having a decent run in Phoenix, had a decent run at Farmers, and I just know he's really good off the tee, and it's something that I had looked at when it kind of came up with uh, Tambo. He is in the field. He rates out very poorly, but... Obviously, he was four under going into the weekend uh, at Phoenix. No idea how that's going to turn out. Played very poorly at Pebble. Played really well at Farmers. Uh, he made two cuts to start that, and just uh, he just kind of pops up in really weird places. Let's see. Genesis. Um, yeah, he putts well at least two of the past three years. Never really had a good run. Uh, if you're going to lose seven strokes on approach, that's not going to be good. But the chipping and putting has been good two of the past three years. It does seem like his driving has been coming back to him, and that was always the one thing that he did really well. If we don't forget as well, well, that, let's see, the Fortnet, there it is. Uh, the one win that he ever had in his career did come on POA surfaces, so a bit more challenging course, and obviously those run slower than everything else, but he is a positive putter on POA over the course of his career. So just just a quick name, wanted to throw out before we uh, get into anything, and you know maybe I'll not end up on him, or maybe I'll play him first round leader or something stupid like that, but the overall rank shouldn't be surprising. Rory, Finau, Lowry, Rom, Zalatoris. Those are your top five. Cantlay, Shoffley, Mullenix, Cam Young, Sung J M. That is the rest of from these key stats. Then you're into your more sleeper territory. And there's certainly going to be sleepers this week because Steele and Terran are up next. They both missed the cut. Scheffler, Homa, Hoagie, Fleetwood, Cam Davis. First time we're seeing Cam Davis in a bit since he really went off the rails at Torrey Pines. Maybe he can rebound here. The, at least statistically, this looks like a decent course for him. But it's hard to trust old Cameron Davis at this point. Corey Connors, Justin Thomas, Nick Hardy. Then it's into Tom Kim, Hayden Buckley, Vegas, who's having another good run. Had a good run at Torrey, having a good run currently in Phoenix. Ben Griffin, Morikawa. Uh, hopefully people are soured on Morikawa after last week. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. You do see that he is number one from 150 to 175 and number eight from 200 plus in proximity when we take a look at it. I do want to shrink this down to 12 rounds to get a very short-term sense of who is doing what lately obviously this is going to be somewhat course dependent on what they've played but just see if we can try to find a sleeper or two from here i'm not going to care about the top of the board this way it's more the back of the board to see if we can find someone in form that we can go to for the past 12 rounds that maybe is trending upwards at this time nick hardy's trending upwards Poor guy sunk my, sunk my scrabble ships on, on the after the restart on monday at pebble beach uh, Rom, Fino, okay, Ben Taylor, KH Lee, Siwoo. Siwoo's had some decent run here. Wouldn't hate, wouldn't hate to go with Siwoo. I'm, I'm betting Siwoo. Who's, let's be real here. I just missed him in American Express. Gotta go with him here. Nick Hardy, Jason Day, Keith Mitchell, Ricky. Okay, Ricky's climbing. Ricky's having a nice go right now. Alex Smalley, Wyndham Clark, Windy C, who's had some nice run at this tournament over the years. Uh, Brandon Wu. Ben Griffin, Alex Noren, Taryn, Joel Damon, who's had some run here over the years as well. Sam Ryder, Bram Wagon, Kitty Yama, 
I think Kitayama rallied to make the cut in Phoenix, too. He had a very poor opening day. We saw that from a few guys who got stuck in that morning wave when it was, like, kind of cold out and super windy. My poor guy, Matthew, the Knights who say, Nee! Smith, uh, he was eight over in the first round. I think he was four under on day two, but you know, it didn't really make a difference at that point. Lipsky, Sig, Hubbard. Hubbard missed the cut in tremendous fashion. I think he was in last when he made the snail putt. List, Han. I mean, Han continues to pop up. Sucks around the green, sucks at putting, but he actually does everything else pretty well. Uh, just slightly above average in terms of driving distance. Let's try to see here from the from driving distance. See if we can try to isolate just a little bit if this really comes to pass. So past 12 rounds, Rory Champ, Young, Rom, Benny on. Okay. Windy C, Woodland, Taron, Davis, Dietrich. Dietrich could be very interesting here. We saw Peters make a really nice run. Maybe there's a Belgium connection going on with these guys. Forget what year. I think it was 2017 that Peters ended up making his run. Mitchell, Brem, Gordon, Seamus Power, Sam Burns. You forget how far Sam Burns can hit the ball, but he pipes it out there. I like Sam Burns this week. I bet on him this week at 55 to 1. So I was praying that he would get back into it, but uh, he didn't. Mullenix, Zalatoris, Herbert, Lucas Herbert, okay. Bombs it a mile. Uh, not very accurate, by the way. Can't leave. Hey, there's Kevin Tway. Good for you, Kevin Tway, to pop up there on driving distance. Maybe that's why he stuck out in my mind here. Hatton, Hardy. To look at driving distance, we probably should uh, go to longer. Let's go uh, super long. Let's go past 75 rounds and take a look at the proximity ranges uh, because that gives us a better sense that over time, who the best players from that range are. It should wipe away most of the noise from driving distance and give us a sense of that key par four range uh, that we really want to look at this week as well. So driving distance, when we shape it out that way, uh, Rory remains number one, then it's Wyndham Clark, Champ, Young, Bramlett. Uh, Bramlett continues to get some good looks. Here has Bramlett played over the years at Riviera coming off a nice seventh place at Pebble, a nice T13 at Farmers. He's played it twice, once in 2011. So let's throw that one out. It was over a decade ago. 2020 made the cut. Chipping actually turned out all right. So he hasn't played this much. So let's not hold that against him. Maybe he could actually be a pretty decent look here this time around. Has Kitayama played this course because he is 13th in driving distance? Uh, you see Poa kind of as kryptonite as we saw. It wasn't as big of a factor at Pebble, although he still lost strokes on the green. It was bad at Torrey Pine South. When you lose four strokes in one day, in one round, it's not going to be a good time for anyone. Uh, that's the Genesis Scottish Open. Kitayama was good. So he's never played this event in his career at Riviera. I don't know about his college stuff, uh, but that's where we're at. Vegas and Mullinex and Kyle Taron, along with Ryan Brem, continue to be up there. Tway, you know, that's basically what he does. He, he's just a pure driving distance at this point. Herbert could be very interesting. I don't, I mean, he probably would have played it last year since he had a win coming in at Bermuda. See how he did. Genesis. Nope, he did not play it. He just missed the cut at the Genesis Scottish Open. Not a course I would look to this time around. All right, so those are the driving distance leaders. Let's take a look at the key proximity range. 175 to 200 was the biggest one. Si Wu is the best player from that range over the past 75. Hoagie, Steele, Fleetwood, Lee Hodges, Finau, Reavy, who's had tremendous run at this tournament for someone who does not have the skill set fit whatsoever to play well here. Kitayama, Davis, Ricky, bam, is Ricky going to win? That'd be a, oh, 
people, CBS could not, they'd be coming in their pants with Ricky's going to be at the top of the leaderboard. They're, they're trying to show him down at like minus three, just kick off the round in Phoenix. Maybe he makes a run and people will be all fired up for that. But they're like, they, they will use any excuse to get Ricky on their TVs. If he actually rates out well and plays well at this tournament, whoa! and this goes back a while. Like this is before Fowler actually kind of turned it around because he has been playing well recently. But still from this key range, he's still inside the top 10. Worth noting. Lowry, Rom, Hovland, the Glove, Taylor Moore, and T- Taylor Moore and Taryn keep popping up in all this stuff. Neesmith, Davis. All right, so that's the 175 to 200, 150 to 175. You see, that's where the plurality of the shots come from. Morikawa, Tom Kim, Bob Shelton, Thomas, Justin Lower. How does Justin Lower keep getting into these elevated events? That's weird. Neesmith, Hodges, Lowry. Okay, so Lowry's just great from all these ranges. How has Lowry played at this tournament? Do poor dude just can't putt. Except for the one week that he does putt, and he's absolutely amazing. But that's usually like when his driving leaves him, because we saw it overseas. Like he had, a, he, I think he was just horrible. I mean, I used him in my DraftKings lineups in Phoenix. He was horrible, but even overseas, he's played this once, missed the cut, did not play well. Yeah, I don't hate Lowry here. I'll just put that into the ether. We'll see. We'll see if I can get to him. If they're going to put like hang an 80 on him, like they did last week, I could see getting back to him. So Zalatoris is ninth from 150 to 175, and third from 200 plus. The only better player is Morikawa, first from that 150 range, and then second from 200 plus, and he is 28th from the 175 to 200. We should know that, as he is, what, sixth in approach over that time. So other guys that rate out really well, Will Zalatoris. I'm just trying to find if they pop inside, like, the top 20, top 25, and two of the three keys. You have, yeah, you have Will Zalatoris, you have do, 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 John Rom. Okay, John Rom is top 15 in all three of the key ranges. Si Wu, top 16 in two of them. Finau is up there as well. Victor Hovland is another name. Uh, Tom Hoagie does pretty well. Keegan does pretty well across the board. Now we're kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty. Rory, Homa, Danny Lee. Okay, Dan- Danny Lee is actually on a bit of a nice run here. He actually made the cut again in Phoenix. I don't know if he's missed a cut so far in 2023. Let's take a look here. I mean, he missed at Farmers. 16th at American Express, 48th, 21st at RSM. You just never know with Danny Lee, although the approaches have been very good and the putting has been really good. You know that can always uh, flip the other way. However, how has Danny Lee played at the Genesis? Not great, Bob. Not bad the past two years. 51st, 52nd, and 21st the past two years, and some of it has hinged on putting. Good putter, bad chipping at Riviera, which is kind of the MO for him almost anywhere in the world. So that's the past 75 rounds uh, to take a look at some of those deeper ones. Let's take a look at the par four, the key par four range to see who actually see any outliers who pop up. The, the best players in the world are the best from this range. So it makes sense that you see a lot of the bigger names up here. Finau, Cam Young, Homa, Rory, Rom. That tracks. Sungjae, Lowry, Cantlay. Lowry keeps hitting up here. Oof. It's going to be really shitty when I bet him and he shoots like 81 on the first day. Cantlay, Fleetwood, Mad McNeely. Again, injury concern with him. Cage Lee, Aaron Rye. Okay. Norrin Shoffley, Burns, Keith Mitchell, Billy Ho, Thomas, Tiger. There's Tiger, the first appearance of Tiger. He's actually rates out 14th in the stat model of past 75 rounds. I wonder how long his past 75 rounds actually go to when we take a look at it. No, nope, something went wrong. Hey, they're still reloading in the Tiger stats at this point, but it's probably because it's been so long for him to pile that up. Han, Hatton, Hardy, Kitayama, the Zadenhout, Trey Mullenix. So we, we do see the names Mullenix, Taryn, Kitayama, Nick Hardy, 
all continue to kind of pop up no matter which, which range we look at. Uh, Keith Mitchell is another one that continues to see his name pop up from the back of the field. If you're looking for the DraftKings guys to fill out your roster, Sam Ryder also up there uh, in terms of length of this hole in the 150 to 175. Obviously, he's on a, I wouldn't call it a heater at the moment, but it's some of the best that he's ever been playing. Let's take a look at him at Honda. I don't know if I'm going to be around for Honda next week because I'm traveling to Las Vegas. I don't get back until very early on Sunday morning, so I don't know if I'll have the wherewithal uh, in order to do the show on next Sunday, but uh, I'll probably have something in its place, something like that. And Tambo and I are going on Tuesday this week for the show, just as a heads up to take a look at it. Uh, Let's go past 24 rounds and switch over to putting. And it's not just going to be POA putting, it's going to be putting just at Riviera. So of course, we want to go down to the R's, Riviera CC. No, I don't want Ridgewood in there. I want Riviera. Click off of it, and we'll load in our only Riviera stats, and we'll click over to an average for putting. So the best putters on this course, Mav McNeely. And some of these are going to be super small sample sizes, like Cam Young gained a shot and a half per round. He also came second in the first time that he ever played this. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If he gained six strokes putting, one and a half per round at Riviera Greens. So McNeely, Young, Wyndham Clark, that's an eight rounds, and Aaron Badley, that's over 24 rounds, are the only four players in the field gaining a stroke per round on the greens at Riviera. After that, okay, there's Alex Smalley. Okay, he had a nice run the first time around. Okay, Denny, Scott. I mean, that's probably how Scott continues to play really well here. Victor Hovland in eight rounds. Kucher, Taylor Moore. I mean, there's been a lot of good Taylor Moore buzz on the go. Continues to play some decent golf. Maybe this is another look for Taylor Moore that we can put up. You need someone at $7,300 this week. It's probably your guy. Webb Simpson, probably don't want anything to do with him. Kelly Crap. Sorry, Kelly Kraft, not Kelly Crap, although he kind of is crap. Probably don't want to use him either. Lonto, Burns, Nick Taylor, Lingmurth, Rom, Xander, Poston. All right, Rose, Norin, Fitzpatrick, Spieth, KH Lee, JB Holmes. Who's the worst? Woodland, Lipsky, Ben Ann, Keith Mitchell, Corey Connors, Tyrrell Hatton. That's only in two rounds for Hatton, two rounds for Kisner. Kisner doesn't play this event. It's kind of funny. Steele, Keegan, Bezadenhout. That's weird for Bezadenhout. That's only in two rounds, though. So a very, very small sample when it comes down to it. So historically, long-term, past 24 rounds, three-putt avoidance is something that I wanted to look at because I kind of mentioned lag putting. Tyrrell's been good at that. I guess he's just missing a ton of short putts. Yeah, he's one of the worst in the field in his two rounds from 10 to 5 to 10 feet, just not making any of those. So lag putting. Let's just talk about the guys that have had at least, I don't know, six rounds. Here, because Gim and Aaron Rye are both really good. They only have four rounds of competition to put in. Ditto with Matt Wallace, who only has two. Wyndham Clark with eight rounds. Kevin Tway. Kevin Tway. There we go. Great lag putter. And pretty good from zero to five feet. One of the better guys in the field. A place where you actually do miss putts here. Lingmurth, Poston, Xander, Hostler, Hubbard, Lonto, Rom, Homa. Okay. Sebstraka. Luke, Don- Luke Donald's in this event. Justin Rose. Scott Piercy, Matt Fitzpatrick, J.B. Holmes, James Hans. So two winners right there. We had Max Homa up there as well. Okay. What else do we got on the go? Cam Young, Sam Burns, Matt Kuchar, Tommy Fleetwood. Guys that are horrible at this. Danny Willett, Ben On, Scotty Scheffler has been very bad at lag putting here. We'll see how that goes. Tiger Woods been very bad at lag putting in his career at Riviera. Woodland, Hoagie, Sungjae, Connors, Mitchell. So a lot of guys that are just bad at putting in general. Also, very poor lag putters at this course. To kind of look at it, the only guys that gain putting but are not great, I mean, 
listen, three putt avoidance, you might miss some short ones. Uh, but this isn't the end-all be-all lag putting stat, but it's at least the best indicator that I have at the moment to look at it because 25 foot putting isn't necessarily a lag putting stat because if you make one from 64 feet, it gives you such a boost. It throws everything off. If we could look at not necessarily, yeah, like basically throw out like the, the top three best putts, the top worst three putts and kind of take the median of everything is the median or the mean, the median uh, of the putts. That's more or less what I would want to look at from that range. But you see Victor and Smalley are both bad at three putt avoidance here. Although Victor is positive everywhere, basically, out, but maybe he is a bad leg putter then because you see he is bad from outside 25 feet as well. Who else? Kelly Kraft, bad at the leg putt thing. Fratelli, Sam Ryder, although that's marginal, they're right around field average. All right. Probably been too much into the weeds on this one. Let's check out around the green and see on these weird complexes at Riviera, who are the players that we can potentially go to here. So let's go to an average and let's go to around the green and try to find the guys with, listen, David Lipsky has two rounds. Don't really care about that. Although he is the best in the field. Luke Donald after that. Okay, who else? Luke List, Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, Sahith Tigala, Streb, Kucher, Todd, Tigala, huh? What did the Gala do here last year? I can't remember whether he skipped this event last year. One of the better Poa puttas in the field. He's been turning it on. I believe he snuck through the cut line at Phoenix. Uh, 48th and 49th has never gained in his career on approach. That's not a good thing, although he comes in hitting the ball pretty well. Has uh, been you know, below average off the tee, but that's not new for him. Great around the green, great on the greens at Riviera. That just sounds like a guy waiting to make the cut and maybe he gets hot with the driver or the irons and all of a sudden he's making a move. But you know, listen, I'm not going to be the only guy talking about Sahith Tigala. People love T. People love Tigala. One of one of everyone's favorites. Cooch and Streb, Todd. Hadwin, all right. Hadwin had, before he won Valspar, I think in 2016, 2017, he had a top five at this course. Malwanari, Spieth, Badley, Hostler, Hahn, Fleetwood, Rye, Scheffler, Rose, Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark does a lot of stuff good here. So does Siwoo. Like, Siwoo is just another name that continuously comes up here. Malnati, eh. Hatton in two rounds. Harmon, KH Lee, both pretty good around the greens. They're gaining 0.3 strokes per round. I wonder if there's anyone who's just a true disaster. Kisner, Horschel, Mitchell. Ugh. I mean, Mitchell's only two rounds, so you know, whatever. Uh, Spawn, Gim, Bazadenhout, Ben, ben and on the greens and around the greens here. Not great in the four rounds that he's played. Sam Burns has not been the best around the greens here. Neither is Nasty Nate, Grio. Who are some of the top names? Cam Young was not great around the greens a year ago. Woodland. Woodland just seems like a pure fade here. Watch him win now. Lowry has not been great around the greens. Uh, again, that's only in two rounds, so who cares? Zalatoris, hmm, Sungjae, all losing 0.2 of a stroke per round around the greens. But that's really what I wanted to look at, just Riviera in general. What are we looking at? You know, the best players overall, all the kind of the guys that we talked about, the top 10 at this course per round, strokes gained total. Cam Young, Hovland, Scott, Rom, Rory, Xander, Wyndham Clark, Colin Morikawa, Max Homer, Max Homa, Mav McNeely, Fitzpatrick, Taylor Moore, and only four rounds. Cantley, Hideki, Hahn, JB Holmes, two again, former winners. Spieth, Kucher, and Scheffler, Patrick Rogers, okay. That's in 24 rounds at this course. Not terrible. Uh, Will Zalatoris, Luke List, Sam Burns, Lonto. What do we do with Lonto? He ended up rallying for us and making the cut at Pebble, yet somehow couldn't get into the field uh, at waste management but since he's come back at the farmers made the cut 
at Pebble Beach, made the cut. Most of that was predicated on putting, but maybe eventually he'll get the decent irons back. Let's see what his results have been. He's made the cut every time at the Genesis each of the past three years, 37th, 26th, 39th. Nothing great, but good around the greens, good on the greens, good off the tee. The approach is sad. That's what we're looking at this week. We're trying to find these guys from the bottom of the board. I guess that brings us to the point of the show where we need to guess the odds on the players. I've already kind of written them out a little bit to see what we want to do in terms of the odds. I think it, this, listen, this is all contingent on who wins in Phoenix. Scheffler is currently in the lead as I'm looking at it right now. I'm not going to say that he's going to win. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses. If he wins, he's the overall favorite. If he doesn't win, he's second or third favorite. So it's not really going to impact him too much. So I think there is a big three, the next four, and then the rest in terms of tiers. So tier one, I have Rory, Rom, and Scheffler. I have Rory as the favorite at eight to one. Rom and Scheffler both at 10 to one. If Scheffler wins in Phoenix, he's probably the favorite at this tournament. The next tier, Xander, Justin Thomas, Max Homa, and Tony Finau. I have Xander at 14, Thomas and Homa both at 16 to one. Tony Finau at 18 to one. The next tier, Cantlay, Morikawa, Vic, Sungjae, Spieth, Will Zalatoris, and Cam Young. There's also the other four. I have Fitzpatrick, Tom Kim, Sam Burns, and Hideki. I do think that they're going to trail behind a little bit, although I'm way off on Tom Kim odds all the time. Maybe he's going to be more popular than maybe I think that he's going to be. But I have Cantlay at 22, even with the miscut. Morikawa at 25, even with the miscut in Phoenix. Vic and Sungjae and Will Zalatoris all at 28 to 1. Spieth and Cam Young both at 33 to 1. Fitzpatrick and Tom Kim at 35 to 1. Fitzpatrick at 40. Decky at 45. Sam Burns at 55. You're going to get Taylor Montgomery and Sahith. All the Euro guys, Hatton, Lowry, and Fleetwood are going to be in that mix. Ricky and Day, we can't forget about them. They're going to be elevated in terms of the odds because overall, they're known quantities, they're names that we've seen at the top of leaderboards in the past. And if Ricky can start stringing anything together, even in the heyday, he was overvalued. He remains overvalued because he's so damn popular. We, Jeff and I used to speak all the time about what was the difference between Ricky and Hideki. And the answer was Hideki was probably better, but he was usually double what the odds of Fowler were going to be. And we're going to get back to that point with Fowler as long as he's on TV and now continuing to play good golf again. You're just going to see his odds skyrocket up the board, probably past the point where there's any value on him. But this does seem like a course where he could win some. Maybe it is a week to get in on Ricky. I know my season long draft team that I did with all the, all the boys uh, would be very happy to see Ricky Fowler or Tyrrell Hatton start taking down some tournaments as those late round picks that no one else wanted, but your guy, Pat Mayo. That will do it for the Riviera Genesis Invitational Research Show. It's an exciting time to be a golf fan. So hopefully your bets, DraftKings lives, whatever it may be, we're good at the Waste Management Open. And if they weren't, go to fantasynational.com slash mayo to do some extra research and generate your lineups yourself. Always best to do it on a Wednesday because you go Wednesday to Wednesday. So you get two tournaments for the price of one with 20% off. And it's like seven bucks for two tournaments if you do it that way. So that's what I would recommend if you've never got in on it before. The DraftKings Listeners League now open. Please go play in that down in the description. Smash likes up to the channel. Well, you are here. I'll have my write-up on Monday morning, Jeff and I on Monday, Tambo and I on Tuesday. I hope the Super Bowl was very profitable for you. Cust, myself, and Jeff will be back 
on Wednesday with a review for everything Super Bowl. Then another special golf show on Thursday. Uh, the guests are locked in for me, but they're not known to you as of yet. So you have to tune in to that one as we go through. So thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.